0: The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
2: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
2: the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with mickey d's breakfast Hello, my name is Dave Henry. And no, 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 don't worry. There really will be no encore. It's a bit of a different start to the show this week. I kind of figured that because that, you know, that song was used just like that at the start of the Suicide Squad trailers, the endless promotional dirge for Suicide Squad, that maybe will be box off as hits and critically mauled at the same time. So, yeah, uh, welcome to the show. Back at you with an error or so of music-related chicanery. And back once again with the renegade master... It's Craig Fitzpatrick.
1: Antwerp. what's up? Glad to be back. I feel great. I feel strong. You don't sound it. <laughs> Financially, physically, mentally, I'm on a whole nother level. Um, yeah, I'm
2: good. It's good to be back. Welcome back. I missed you guys. Also joining us, uh, my more loyal steed over here. More loyal? Calm down. Less busy. Ooh. Ooh. You, want, you want to take this, Cullen Morrigan? Shade. I'm not going to fight back. It's all right. But hey, uh, ding. <laughs> Well, you know, we are a ragtag group of bad guys out to save the world, a la that aforementioned movie, which I went to see. Uh, I saw Suicide Squad. I went to a screening of it. It's fucking terrible. I've gathered. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you went in kind of with high hopes, though, because I just assumed from this trailer, which you were kind of, you know, in the mood for. uh, I just thought it was this going to be crap.
2: Well, to a degree. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got superhero fatigue just like everybody else. But like... I liked the trailers. I thought they were cut together very, very well. I thought it, it, it kind of sells you a different movie in certain respects. Yeah, The Joker's okay. in about five minutes of it, and actually it was five minutes too many. Jared Leto did not, in fact, deliver on my promise of him nailing the role of a narcissistic psychopath. He was terrible.
1: After all those used condoms he sent to his co rats and all that kind
2: of stuff. He's so wacky, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think the reason that we're going to mention this on the music podcast here is because the, the use of music in this movie... It's so blatantly, like, this film wants to be Guardians of the Galaxy so bad. I was
1: going to say. The minute I heard it on the trailer, I was like, no, nope, this is where it's going. It's yeah, just a Marvel ripoff. They have, like,
2: spirit yeah. in the sky in the movie. They have sympathy for the devil, fortunate son. I mean, it's it's so jukeboxy. Like, like it, it, to the point where, like, it just feels so pandering. You can see the boardroom meetings. And, like, here's an example of how, of how much I didn't like this movie. I was bored out of my mind when they played Black Skinhead in the movie. Oh, my God. Oh my God. What does that tell you? Uh, Shit movie. Don't go see it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean,
1: Bohemian Rhapsody should never be used in a film after Wayne's World. So Wayne's World, yeah. Nailed it. Nailed I think
2: it. Yeah, you can't, can't include it anymore. Stun. How do we feel about Bohemian Rhapsody in 2016? I have to say the one saving grace of Suicide Squad is that I had not listened to that song in quite a while. Obviously, that's one of those songs that you grew up with and you've heard a million, million, million times. But, man, it's a fucking classic, isn't it? Like, it really is. Yeah. I guess it
1: is just it's been played so much that I don't have any real even affection for it or it does nothing for me but yeah as a kind of you know creative work it's certainly very impressive that's the
0: other thing as well though it's not a song that I feel necessarily you know engages you in any sort of emotional way it's going to be attached to what about when he kills a man and tells his mother it's (laughs) just it's not doing it for me to be perfectly (laughs) honest Um, yeah I think it's going to be attached to things like oh I remember Wayne's World that was a great film or you know for some Weirdo, who's going to remember for Suicide Squad?
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're, out there. They're out there. The <laughs> they internet, do seem to be. The internet is a scary place. So uh, I did something last weekend, which I and I, I, I want to. I hope you guys are on the same page here. As we know for many episodes now, I've been banging on about boycotting festivals. Boy, and have you been banging on! Taking a hiatus from festivals, rather, amongst other things. Went to a comedy show. <laughs> Bill in the Ivy Gardens as part of the Vodafone Comedy Festival. Oh, oh, oh so, what? Yeah, it's part of the Vodafone Comedy Festival. <laughs> but I should point out that I was there for all of three hours. I caught Bill Burr and his support act. Really, more like going to a standalone. You gig. I the think festival. you will agree.
0: Now
1: you're on festival territory during a festival. I think, think that's
0: mul- going to. <laughs> there
2: were multiple tents involved, weren't there? I was only in one. <laughs> Nonetheless, I didn't even see any of the ten- I Didn't even look in their direction. Went to the bar. I just got
0: this image of Dave arriving in blinkers, <laughs> being led down yeah, Ivy yeah, Gardens yeah. by a horse I'm not trainer here, I'm not here. Being this slotted into his box. like, and So, so
2: was go-
1: it worth it? Was it worth breaking your promise, your pledge? Yeah. Uh,
2: well, I, I, I don't agree that I broke anything, um, but I... Did yeah. you
1: have a cup, a plastic cup of terrible beer? Two. Okay, yeah. You were it's at the festival, festival, my friend.
2: <laughs> I'm going to put this out there as a poll. But And I'd like to think that people will, will, will come down. And, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be remembered as one of the winners of history or something. I don't know. Uh, was the <laughs> show good? Yes, I had a great time. To yeah, uh, Ror- be expected. Rory again. Scovel, I think, was the name of the support act. He was great. And Bill Burr was very, very funny. Uh, he actually mentioned Kanye. Kanye. Um, like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In what whole, context? Well, yeah, this whole thing about, you know, ego. And he compared Hitler to Kanye <laughs> and in the sense that he was like, you know, the ego and like how dangerous the ego is. And he said, basically, thank God that the ego that Kanye has ended up in a black guy because he'll never have the opportunity like Hitler did to climb such a social <laughs> stratosphere. Obviously, very fucking edgy <laughs> stuff because it's Bill Burr. Uh, <laughs> he started talking about feminism at one point, which was just... Of course he did. I mean, I love one girl in the audience made the mistake of falling into his trap and boy, did he make her pay for that. Nice. Um, it was, yeah, it was Bill Burr. It was intense. Uh, it was very funny. In a tent. In a tent. And he, he He wasn't happy about that at all and he made his feelings known. But yeah, I very much enjoyed it. It was very funny. Uh, I left with a with a sore face, and because he yeah, got punched, <laughs> because someone was like, "Hey, you said you'd never go to a festival <laughs> yeah. again, Hanredy. Clunk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, what else have we been up to? I think we've all we've all watched that big Netflix TV show everyone's banging on about, Stranger
1: it? Things. Yeah, went through it in like two or three days.
0: Mm, binge um, watch it took binge. me slightly longer because I have that thing now of you know, oh no, we've got to watch it together. Which is wait, fucking killing. You, oh, you have a girlfriend, don't yeah. you? Do you, do <laughs> we you have we've never girlfriend. mentioned it's, that on the podcast. Oh, no, no, but like, <laughs> serious, this is one of the major drawbacks, man. It is, like, you, you watch one episode of a good TV show, and it's like, oh, great, gotta, gotta gotta wait until the next time we're both sat in front of the TV before I get to watch it again. Uh, hey, listen, Could man, you not
2: just lie? Don't, uh, don't hold back here. As we know, she has said before that she doesn't listen to the podcast for a very interesting reason. I know, yeah. She feels like she's eavesdropping on us. <laughs> it Technically, it's what, what is familiar. happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I, I don't know I kind of feel like that's a bad sign but yeah this is a show that people are raving about in particular because of the 80s aesthetic and for a lot of people the show itself kind of had them when they heard this Theme tune to Stranger Things there. Um, a lot of people raving about the music. I think the music choices were quite good in this show. Great. They used Elegia by New Order at one point. So for me, that was like, you know, five I mean, some stars of, some right of it was a bit on
1: the nose. Wasn't of course, it? yeah. but it's
2: always going to be. And I kind of feel like it was done in that deliberate fashion. Even like the title font, everything about it. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. However, I have read a very interesting piece on Birth Movie's Death today about how the music was the one thing that the show didn't get right. And it's written by a guy called Scorekeeper. Um, I don't know who he really is, but apparently he's worked on movies before. <laughs> okay, uh, He sounds like a character from Stranger Things. But uh, yeah, I don't Our necessarily... Suicide Squad. Or suicide Squad, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with the guy, but his case is interesting and... He's kind of basically saying that like it's a bit too, as you say, on the nose, but also that synth music, he, he kind of thinks it comes across more as music that you'd hear in the early 2010s in horror movies like the Crazies remake and that kind of thing. And I know where he's coming from, but I don't necessarily fully agree with him. I think for a lot of people, music played a big part in why they like the show so much. Yeah, I agree, and yeah, like it
0: was very atmospheric. I think as well, though their use of, I guess what you would call it, popular music as opposed to just kind of mm. like synth soundtrack was good. I mean, I, for instance, really liked the the way they used um, "Should I Stay? Should I Go?" I yeah. felt I felt it almost did kind of what Tarantino did with "Stock in the Middle," where it took this kind of upbeat song and tied it to these really sort of negative connotations or whatever yeah I but think like overall yeah, it did so work go
2: with Hugh Lewis and the musicals
0: yeah exactly yeah. yeah, you find yourself both tapping your foot and going ah shit at the same time and I know? think
1: that was one where when it was initially played it was just like oh they're just being like this song came out then but then as you say when it was used in that context it kind of took on a different form and yeah it
0: worked really well either way extremely uh, good show uh, comes highly recommended by all three of us I yeah. Yes. yeah yeah. really Great enjoyed it yeah.
2: I, I, I'd like a second season with the same characters I know some people have said that they want to be the anthology kind of thing but Dustin for the win we need more Dustin Dustin is the greatest character of the year that, oh yeah that kid is awesome he is, he's, he's amazing a teddy bear. he's fantastic like I, yeah don't don't bring the show back without him but no very very good I mean you know not the perfect masterpiece everyone's saying it is but definitely a strong recommend so that's a, our pop culture kind of catch all out of the way mm-hmm. On one, the now news. on to the music. Only one place goes. Um,
0: yeah. So we now have uh, Mercury Prize shortlist. David Bowie is leading the way as the bookies' favourite. It seems uh, Black Star, uh, his posthumous uh, nomination. Anohni's hopelessness is possibly the closest uh, challenger, or at least again, according to the bookmakers. Um, yeah. We have the full list. I mean, will, will we read it for for the sake? Yeah, go on. For the sake of posterity, it's Baffelash Lashes, the bride. A, Jamie Woon's Making Time Kano, Made in the Manor Lauren Vula's The Dreaming Room Michael Kiwanuka's Love and Hate Radiohead, A Moonshaped Pool, Savages Adore Life, Skepta, Konnichiwa, The 1975, That Long One, and <laughs> oh, no, 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 Thank no, You on. For We're Not Reading It. No 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 no, 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 no. No, he made a good call there. I Like It When You Sleep For You, You're So Beautiful, Yet So Unaware uh,
2: of It. And uh, the, the Comet Is Coming Channel, chills. The Spirit. I've never heard of that last complete. band. Complete. Never heard of that last band.
0: No, I haven't. And, yeah, it, it's notable, I guess, for one or two that don't make it. James Blake, yeah, in I was particular. Shocked by that. I mean, he's incredible. won it
1: before, and this guy, I mean, it's probably his best album, so it seems strange that he's missed out. Uh, maybe it's just one of those things. But the Mercury Prize, may, more so than a lot of these kind of awards, always seems to be ridiculously contentious to the point that people are just like, just do away with it. The bookie's favourites never seem to win. Can you name who won it last year without thinking?
0: Benjamin Clementine. Well done. I
2: wouldn't even yeah, actually.
1: At all. Yeah. Um, yeah. The
0: thing is, the actual judges this year. It was people like Jarvis Cocker, Jesse Ware, Jamie Cullum, Ellie Roussel from Wolf Alice, um Naughty Boy, Jarvis Cocker. They were He's weird. There twice. <laughs> oh sorry, was he? Alright. Either way, like it was a kind of a weird spread of like A, I would say, you know, taste. That's a positive thing. Yeah. But then And white th- people. Do no, you- <laughs> I was all what I was really gonna say was I guess authority. You know, I mean is Ellie Roussel of Wolf Alice, <laughs> who released their debut album last summer, yeah, truly the the person that we should be turning to here to judge the Mercury Prize? So is that the entire panel? Kind no, of no, ages, no. I, I guess like, it's
2: larger than that. Okay, because I mean, like, I want. I, I it's usually to know, like, kind are of shadowy industry types, isn't it? in there? Yeah, I think they're. it's yeah, yeah, usually somewhere. kind of yeah. Um, I always find company. it interesting that people get in any way involved with the Mercury Prize, it's just kind of one of those things where, like, I, there's just, there's no real weight to it, is there? Like, it's just... I
0: think, like, there is sometimes, certainly to get shortlisted, I suppose, you know, you can kind of say, okay, maybe they're going to pick an outlier to win sometimes, or maybe they're going to go with a shoe-in. Savages yeah.
2: being there is surprising to me, like, Adore also, Life like, is yeah, not a great album, it's very, very disappointing. It's fine, and they've got a couple of great tracks in there, particularly the two lead ones are brilliant, and I love Savage's, but... That's a disappointing record, and I feel like James Blake should be in there ahead of them.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. No Irish either is uh, slightly disappointing. Do you think anything I mean, in particular should have been there? Well, I think Roisin Merfield would be disappointed.
2: Yeah, she yeah. was nominated the last time out for Hairless yeah. uh, toys. toys, and I think Digger of has is a superior record personally.
0: Yeah, it might just,
1: timing-wise, it might have just been the reason she missed out. No, I'm no, not I sure, think she no.
2: just about scraped in. Yeah, if she?
1: Michael
0: Kiwanuka made it, then she did as well, A I lot
2: think. of people um, kind of saying that the 1975 being there is a joke, and then a lot of people kind of countering that by saying that a rockist kind of mentality is incredibly boring, and the 1975 are actually quite, uh, a lot more to them than the people say. Cullum, you spoke to the singer a while ago, in actually what was a very interesting interview, and he came across like an interesting guy. He's a really interesting guy, yeah. Now... Yeah, it should be noted they are recipients of the Oregon Bump,
0: <laughs> which has lifted Laura Mvula into the same uh, nominations list. Congratulations to you both. She seems to be nominated every year. Am I getting that wrong? Like she well, just I mean, is she's constantly re- popping up on the. I, and I've
1: yet to properly listen to her. Um, she's two for two.
0: Um, okay, so yeah, you cool. know, She's Doing pretty for her. well. Um, um, again, like, you know, it, it is the sort of music that, and like, it's not taking away. It is actually a very good record, but it is catnip to the sort of chin stroking brigade that would typically judge one of these prizes. The nineteen seventy five, therefore, is is almost a standout because it is a pop album and it is going to be liked by teenage girls. And I think people got so attached to the idea that the Mercury Prize was going to be choosing these sort of enigmatic, outlying records that to pick guys who are, yeah. you know, almost like a restyled boy band. Um is a little bit surprising.
1: They have that kind of conundrum that I guess The Choice does as well in terms of what are they actually trying to achieve. Is it, is the reason they're picking so many kind of, you know, artists on the edge and on the kind of, in the niches and uh, because the prize should be about giving them a kind of a real shot in the spotlight or, you know, should that be nothing to do with it? Should just be about the the best record. So it's kind of, it's a weird one.
0: They're also caught between a rock and a hard place uh, and especially in years gone by, this year isn't a particular example of this, but, you know, there are years where you have, for instance, 10 rock bands and 10 rock albums that stand above everything else that emerges in the year. But you can't realistically have 10 rock albums on your shortlist. You have to spread it out a little bit. You have to have something somewhat representative of the different types of music and different genres. Well, I kind of feel there. like so this format and the you choice... You fall into tokenism, basically.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I kind of feel like this format and the choice format as well is a little bit intrinsically flawed as a result. Um, and as I, th- m- I feel like it's the closest you can get, though. This is to, the problem. You know, it's-, it's very difficult to kind of analyze this stuff long form outside of those kind of brackets you can't have a hundred people in there for obvious reasons um but you know i think it's always interesting to kind of address things in a different fashion and that's all i'll say for the moment in terms of something that we might be doing on no encore pretty soon so keep an mm, ear on that but as regards these 10 acts here shall we all well, prove how 12 acts sorry uh, shall we all prove how bad we are at music journalism by trying to predict the winner who will inevitably not go on to win i'm going to go with uh yeah, I yeah mean, I'd go with that. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's
0: Anony and David Bowie, and I don't
2: think they're going to give it to Bowie. I, I, I think that's too Heath Ledger winning for the Joker. You know what I mean? I, I feel like people. I think the Mercury Prize wants to be like, well, of course, you know, it's Bowie and he's amazing. But look at the spirit of Bowie being carried on by. Anani. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and you know, th- for years there was
1: this thing with the Mercury where it was almost like y- you didn't want to win it because so many people that won it just seemed to disappear. Directly. The young it didn't like a, seem too thrilled. No, occurs. they weren't <laughs> yeah. happy at all. Remember, Damon Albarn actually said that he didn't want to be in the. He was struck out of the bracket gorillas because he said it would be just winning what would be like a, a dead albatross around his neck for like the rest of eternity it was a bit much but anyway we'll I see should what also happens.
0: point out that when I was about seven or eight years old I really struggled to uh, remember who Mercury Rev were and who Gomez were <laughs> because Gomez had just won the Mercury Prize yeah, and it just confused my small young fragile mind hey it
2: did wonders for Talvin Singh yeah and on that note... Well, no, actually, just before we move
0: on, I want to uh, voice my displeasure that this morning I didn't have a chance to write about uh, the Mercury w- uh, nominations, more to the point, the uh, n- emissions from the Mercury nominations, because I really wanted to use a headline of No Blakes, No Irish. Oh, that's
2: not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, it's bit good. too highbrow for hot press, though. Perhaps. <laughs> a bit anyway. problematic, to be honest. But anyway...
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Um, <laughs> sticking with uh, British music and Mike Skinner, I remember him. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been yeah, five he, years. He he has said, the streets are dead. Um, yeah. As though we needed confirmation, I'm not sure. But he, he said, you know, people get it wrong when they think I'm a bit belligerent about it, but if someone asked me to do a streets album tomorrow, I honestly don't think I could do it. I wouldn't know how it's been that long. And, and it,
1: it seemed like he couldn't do it for maybe the last two or three streets. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. It was a long time coming. I mean, computer and blues, uh, computers and blues came out five years ago, and that was just widely panned. So I think he was right to kind of skulk back into the shadows. And he does go on in this article to kind of say, well, listen, I was actually a DJ first. He and compares
2: himself to Idris Elba.
1: What <laughs> <He laughs> the fuck, you're not stringing a bell, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit of a weird one. But he says, you know, I just ended up writing really good songs for a bit, but actually, it's not what I want to do. And it seems like he's protesting a bit too much. He you know? did.
0: Well, no, he did write good songs. for He did. A bit. Those
1: first, well, certainly first record, I thought Are was you. great. Arguable. I know you're not a fan I'm at all. I'm not a fan. I never liked this stuff. I Original it, pirate material I, had a definite vibe to it. The songs were strong, and he it had, had a had, vibe to it. I'll give you that. He had a believable voice, which is at the time was rare in kind of UK rap. I think so. You have to credit him with that. Uh, I, I
2: could mean. never, I could never fuck with the streets. It was never <coughs> for me. Like I, I, think "Dry Your Eyes" is legitimately a top ten worst song of all time. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, that's, that second yeah, that's
0: album the, I must say, was a bit of an overstretch. The I whole mean, concept of well, ugh. it's ironic that now we can call that the Plan B.
2: <laughs> what but it, to but, him, but it is exactly
0: the, the plan b route it was the moment where he decided oh you know i can do ballads seriously whatever happened to plan b where oh that guy uh, didn't he try to go into acting for a little oh, bit oh yeah he, he did. made that the a film Manor heights? he did the
2: remake of uh, the sweeney with ray did Winstone. He? yeah yeah wow. Yeah. and nobody went to see it and he hasn't been seen since yeah he, he was also embroiled in some racist controversy a while ago which i think was genuinely not his fault but nonetheless we'll stick to mike skinner for yeah me. i'll always fight the corners for that first album man
0: yeah, I think everyone it's, seems to, a
2: and I said before, I think that this is like you know the Kings of Leon thing, where everyone goes to those first two albums, and I find myself still shaking my head. I appreciate that they did a lot for people back then, and people can point to them with some love and some reverie, but I never got it. I never liked hearing this guy's shtick at all. I've got to be perfectly honest and say that it's been a long
0: while since I've listened to early Kings of Leon. I can remember enjoying it at the time. Whether it still stands up or not, I'm not sure. It does. On the other hand, though, listening Second to ri- album. listening to your so original good. pirate material, Bask I guitarist. do that occasionally now, and it still holds up. It's a great record. I saw
1: it on last night, actually, and it was yeah, still sounded
0: great to me. One of the reasons, though, why it sounds great, and one of the reasons why it was a good record, is because the entire time the idea was doing something that hadn't been done before. You know, that song was Let's Push Things Forward, and it's basically like the mission statement of the album, as well as being an actual track on it. Yeah. Like, it felt um, like a real manifesto, the whole record. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And therefore, you know, when the whole manifesto is do new things and push things forward, yeah, revisiting it 15 years later isn't exactly going to be a recipe for success. Yeah.
1: So maybe should he be admired for kind of just going, well, I'm just going to DJ now and keep my head down. I had my kind of brief moments in the spotlight. and so, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, pred- yeah, yeah, and yeah, and like pursue,
0: maybe? working as a producer as well. I mean, he actually mentioned that he might be working with Kano pretty soon, um okay. one of those Mercury Prize nominees. So, uh yeah, I mean, like I, st- I think Mike Skin is probably capable of doing some interesting stuff now. Um it's just probably not going to be with his voice yeah, with, I was his, message say, with his message anymore, yeah. I think he said all he needed to say. Yeah, that's right. Now, speaking of saying everything he needed to say. <laughs> um <laughs> Craig's return to studio yes. means glorious the return, return of one of our favourite segments. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Craig on Kanye. Attention everyone! One, one! Shut up! Craig on Kanye!
1: Okay, so I guess the biggest Kanye West news in the No Encore universe this week is Kanye on Carpool Karaoke, simply for the fact that Dave might have to actually watch it. James Corden has said that Kanye's been booked to do it twice now, but he's backed out twice, but he definitely wants to do it. He's definitely going to be on. So he hasn't been answering the calls of Corden, but he will do it. In other Kanye news, um, he has been answering Justin Bieber's calls. They've been FaceTiming and Justin Bieber has wanted to tell the world. He's got on Instagram, he's put a photo up of him and Kanye chatting and he's basically told Taylor to, you know, basically said to Taylor Swift, what up, as in off Taylor Swift (laughs) in other Kanye West news Kanye on lots of things he was on Animac he talked about how he wanted to work for Ikea Ikea said they had no plans to work with Kanye West Um, he also said that uh, Apple Music needs to sort it out essentially and sort out that deal with Tidal Uh, give Jay his check was his advice so I'm sure Apple Music
2: will be getting right on that and
1: finally in Kanye West news he might release an album with Drake
2: uh, which I have no interest in hearing and I have no interest in watching one carpool karaoke. But that was very succinct, Craig. Thank you very much. Morning, Michael. Uh in, in kind of car-related horror story news, Isaac Brock from Modest Mouse uh, fell asleep at the wheel and drove into traffic. Uh, thankfully, nobody was injured. Yeah, no. you're going to laugh. In truth. No, 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 <laughs> no, nobody got hurt. Everyone was fine. But I have to say I'm very disappointed. Not in Isaac Brock for falling asleep at the wheel and possibly causing... Uh, desperate injury or loss of life right. but because uh, I kind of feel in us, no, you gonna- no, I, I'm disappointed in basically all of my Twitter followers really because I kind of feel like you know I made a joke about this on Twitter that was that it, it was it's me peeking on Twitter I'm never going to do you know, oh is that. this the comment you also made on Facebook I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> but I, I think he used us as a focus group put up a link to the story uh, about him you know crashing his car and I said further reports indicate that the dashboard melted but he still had the radio and I thought that would have been the one. I thought that would have been the tweet. I mean, it was very good. To make me, you know, go viral or whatever. But I only got a handful of likes, so what can you do? At uh, Henry Dave on Twitter, by the way, if you want to follow me for that kind of thing. That's shameless. We can't let the podcast all, descend into this. Like, is it? Yeah. Let's Come move. with a list the, the next whole week. The world just, yeah. is descending into madness. For example.
0: <laughs> yes. Let's move quickly on to our last story of the week. The teacher in Canada suspended for playing Lonely Island and Duck Sauce during a lesson. And
2: what Lonely Island song was it? sarcasm. What What Lonely Island song was it Colin? It, yes it was
0: Oh shit! Get your towels ready
1: it's about to go down! Everybody in the place hit the fucking deck! But stay on your motherfucking toes! We running this, let's go! I'm on
0: a boat! I'm on a boat! Everybody look at me cause I'm sailing! I'm take a look at me yeah so that got a spin at a school in Vancouver a substitute teacher teaching uh, satire to English students uh, Corey Ray Steves uses music clips during the class and uh, yeah promptly found himself uh, suspended for it
1: first things first those students how dare they snitch on him
0: I know I mean, right? That's just lame
1: isn't it if you're not doing any work you're just watching some music videos in class what reason like just peop-
0: people people want to watch the world burn and that's you know, nowadays <laughs> though isn't it like yeah oh Marcia, guys you didn't see Goodfellas? <laughs> People complain about anything these days. But anyway.
1: Uh, I don't know. He, it was probably a bad call on his part, wasn't it? I mean, he did say that if anyone was would potentially be offended, they could leave the classroom. I mean, the Lonely Island seems grand, and I was kind of ready to fight his case. But
2: the other video is just
1: disgusting. Yeah, the exhaust has, video for yeah. Big
2: Bad Wolf is gross. <laughs>
1: Essentially has heads in place of genitals is the kind of gist of the satire. I think, yeah. from you know the small amount I watched of it. Well, no, it um, pretty much is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've nailed it there. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> um, probably not the best for the classroom. This story
0: I would be worse if there were genitalia there, surely. <laughs> this is true, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the worst of it, though, is he's trying to teach satire and trying to teach, you know, oh, well, these are how lighthearted takes on things work. And he gets suspended for it by the school board.
2: And he's taught the world a lesson here. Like you know, like 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 if anything, this is a home run. And maybe the school board need to be taught the lesson. He got five days off. Maybe he got to watch Stranger Things, <laughs> uh, unpaid. So he might yeah, have yeah, to dress. He gets
0: dressed before twenty to six in the fucking evening, Dave. What are you talking about, man?
2: <laughs> Look, I had a I, I had a long interview to write up today, and I did it did so in the comfort of in my between own between tweets in my own home <laughs> in my sweatpants. Facebook <laughs> workshops of <laughs> tweets. Twenty two hundred words, man. Sixty five days of static interview, drowning sound. Check it out. But uh, this story, by the way, ends with the line: "This is why Canada can't have nice things." So, listener, I might not be going to Electric Picnic this year for obvious reasons, but uh, Cullum is, and you could go there too, as a matter of fact, if you would like to win... Uh, Electric Picnic tickets you can be entered into a draw it's quite simple this episode of No Encore is brought to you in association with Just Eat the takeaway app order on Just Eat between now and August 27th for your chance to win a pair of VIP tickets to Electric Picnic all you gotta do is log on to headstuff.justeat.ie and order now it's really that simple so yeah I mean if you're there if you win those tickets you see Cullum go up to him and shout out No Encore and I presume you'll say hello back I'll probably
0: acknowledge in some way yeah. yeah
2: you'll give them like a a respectful nod. So that's headstuff.justy.ie. Get on there right now. It's time to listen to a few songs that have caught our ear this week, and we start off with War Paint and the suitably titled
0: New Song. So yeah, the song title obviously took you know days of thought in the boardroom. Uh, it's from their new album on September twenty third. Uh, yeah. Well, it does up. have a
1: lyrical kind of. It is there in the lyrics and it has a meaning rather than it just being a shitty label. They yeah. was stuffed on T- it. To yeah. be fair, <laughs> to be uh, fair. I really liked it. it. Yeah, really liked it. It's kind of bouncy, had a decent rhythm. Um, I was a big fan of a couple of tracks off their last record. Um, in particular, discovery oh, that's uh, great or disco very. Yeah. I think it had kind of flex of that. I
2: mean, very much based on rhythm, kind of almost
1: hip hop influence slipping
2: in. I just, I don't know. I kind of liked it. It's very enjoyable, but it's very surfacey. Uh, I'm going to go, Kieran from Delorentos on this and go three out of five. It's. <laughs> I don't really like the main kind of Chris Ria esque guitar twangy thing that drives the song. But it's fine. Like I could see this being played in an episode of the O C or something, even though I've never seen that show. Um, sorted out, seriously. Like it's good. It's it's enjoyable, but it's just very, very surface. You hear it, you play it again, you're like, grand, no it's problem. It's a grand kind of But I kinda job. feel like Warpaint nice. aren't a band with a lot of depth anyway. So it's Yeah, fitting. I found I found it, you know, I'm kind of perfectly pleasant.
0: It's yeah, fine. Pleasant is probably the best word, I think. But I also felt that it was just too much of the same thing. Definitely, I don't know. And may, maybe it's because there's that little pause after the bridge, just before the chorus, where you're thinking, oh, something's going to happen here. Like, you know, there's going to be a drop or there's going to be a fucking key change or something because it's a dramatic pause. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And no. It just kind of keeps going as it was.
1: They seem to have become that kind of band, or maybe they've always been. Uh, Certainly live, they're almost like a jam band. So they kind of lock into a groove, and sometimes you'd be kind of, you know, forgiven for thinking it wasn't really going anywhere. Um, But if you're kind of on the same page as them, they can be great and they can do great stuff. They're hit and miss. I enjoyed this, but I agree with you guys. I mean, not a huge amount of substance, but I, I couldn't really knock it.
0: There's a handful of phrases right there that I could probably use for the next act on our list. It's Banks
2: you but you didn't hear me and you're passive aggressive convince me other people they don't care.
0: Yeah, that's Gemini feed from Banks. I mean, like I say, yeah, hit or miss, getting locked into a groove...
2: Unfair to use those sort of phrases? Not at all. I thought um, this was a great song. Really, I,
0: yeah. think the, I think. I think. I must four, say, I actually really like this song. Really, yeah.
2: I think out of the four tracks we have this week, this is the weakest one because what? I find that it's the least memorable. Um, it's clearly very well put together, but for some reason, like kind of stacking them up together, because I was listening to them all as a cluster today, as I was sitting around in my sweatpants, uh, refusing, tweeting, tweeting, tweeting workshopping, and <laughs> refusing to get dressed, working on my on my socials. But uh, yeah, this is fine. Sounds it's filthy. It's quite good. <laughs> um, the the word noir seems to follow Banks around quite a bit. And I'm not hearing it on this song. I think sure. unnecessarily Yeah, so. it's kind of or, one of those tags she's been stuck with.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, she's very much been trapped in this strange middle ground between the, I guess, more sort of dedicated electro-pop end of things and your kind of Lana Del Rey, Jessie Ware to a certain extent. Yeah, she's had a lot of kind
1: of Aaliyah you know, Tag's thrown at her as well, I think. So that kind of alternative R&B
0: thing. But that's I a th-
2: pretty big one. I mean, like, it that's... Is, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a
0: slightly odd one as well for me. I, I i don't think that the, you know, breathy R&B was ever going to be her end. I must say, I really like this song. I like that sort of descending hook in the chorus or whatever. Yeah. It's...
1: No, it's really good. Um, I think she's a great artist. Uh, I think she's she's very good. Uh, the O.C.'s finest,
2: currently. Oh, is um, that right? Yeah. Um, I've yet to be fully convinced, and I gotta say if I had to pick the w- one out of the last two I'm picking the Warpaint song maybe because it's just more hooky immediately and like that's obviously superficial but I feel but like but you're a superficial guy I'm a very superficial <laughs> guy I'm, you know yeah it's it's tens for me or nothing but I mean like as regards the song it's grand it's enjoyable but I've, I'm have i not being I'm not blown away by it no I must say it, it works for me and uh, she's got a new record coming out so I'm looking forward
0: to hearing that
1: okay up next we've got Neo featuring AK Paul and this is Trophy So Neo's back with A.K. Paul. Um, they obviously did a song a couple of years together. Um, so good. It was a great song. Um, This kind of takes that duetting thing they have kind of onto another face because it sounds quite similar to A.K. Paul's solo song, which came out recently, Land Cruising, uh, sonically. It's got a kind of apocalyptic Prince vibe going on. It's very stark. I think their voices definitely work together. More of her than him on this one. What do you guys think?
0: I really, really like this. Yeah. I thought the. That- the low end as well, that low synth. Oh yeah. It's teachers in Canada could get banned for playing that <laughs> to kids. It's filthy. Um, I, I I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was really good. And I think there's a there's an attitude and a kind of a spikiness to the track that um that as well, yeah, really helps in kind of in contrast.
2: Love this. Um yeah. I particularly love when his vocals come in. Um like kind of like everything is just so perfectly paced and yeah. the interlocking bits just click perfectly. Not to, you know, be redundant and like do sound alike for her as well, but the bang of Aluna from Aluna George of <laughs> The Bang off the it. Bang of, of those vocals. I mean like very similar, but also managing to stand out in its own right. Uh yeah, I I I'd agree with Cullum. This is filthy and in the best kind of ways. It's just really interesting. It's quite different. it obviously brings to mind uh Joy Paul. Take a deep sigh there, Craig. Tell the listener, real quick, because we've never talked about your boy Joy.
1: Well, I believe it's Jay, unfortunately, because Joy sounds way cooler than Courtney, <laughs> doesn't it? Joy Courtney on the brain, because I went to Suicide Squad. <laughs> Not even the relentless charisma of that um, man. Jay Paul could have been a contender. <laughs> <laughs> we've been waiting for years for Jay Paul's album. I mean, we got this mixtape, as it turned out. We thought it was a debut album. That was now four years I'll ago, I will never forget I that day. I'll never forget uh, your reactions. Tre- maybe three years, on years ago that day.
0: Yeah, it was like Christmas. Good Lord. Um,. It should, by the way, be pointed out at this stage that we are recording this show uh, mere hours before the yeah. rumoured arrival of Boys Don't Cry. So for anybody who's been listening to this podcast for the past half an hour going, why the fuck are you not finally talking about Frank Ocean? That's why.
1: Yeah, and we just don't want, like, we're not sure if it will actually this come out because thing, we stopped yeah. believing a long time ago.
2: Hey, I'm doing to you. I've signed up to Apple Music, so well, let's bring it. And uh, yes, listener, <laughs> you know if if the if the Frank Ocean album is out by the time this podcast is out, well, number one, we don't blame you for not listening to us first, mm-hmm. and two, we will very much get into in-depth discussion on that on the next episode. But I'm I, 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 I'm sad to even mention it, man, because I feel like we're just tempting fate. We are, we're tempting fate. There's been no update since the weekend. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, apart from that, warehouse.
2: Well, that was that was yeah, yeah, that was it there's been yeah. nothing in the last few days, but i mean yeah, his warehouse work looks his carpenter game looks on point so. yeah, absolutely well, let's yeah. get back to this song. well, which do you know what <laughs> to, to
1: kind of sum up j paul if that if that's what you were looking for? I would be more <laughs> excited about
0: a j Paul album than a frank ocean album. I don't right? know if anyone is looking for j. Paul to be summed up today,
2: Craig, but uh. I'm really? you, Thank you. <laughs> glad you did it though. As for AK Paul uh, and Nao, this is yeah, this is a great song. This is easily my favourite song of the four. And it's 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 one for it to wear it. wear it at your repeat button if you have such a thing. Now <laughs>
0: it's,
2: it's a nice <laughs> reference there to like ghetto blasters or something, I don't know. Number four, four of four that we've
0: got here is the new one. Um it features Anderson Paik, who is a man on fire. It's Mac Miller and Dang. Dang. The people that know me best. The key that I won't forget. Too soon. I can't keep on losing you. you, 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 you. I can't keep on losing you. you, you. Any mistakes it would take till you leave When I'm left with my hand And my face all red And the face looking at you like Wait I know I ain't a saint If it ain't too late Well can't keep on I run away so fast No
2: my heart like gold But it break like glass No my shit
0: get So I'm not sure if the song came in too early For listeners to hear Dave's fit of the giggles As I said the name of the song I don't know if I should give it another go Because he's got a mouthful of water yeah, thank right you now Every I've
2: managed to swallow that water It's
0: dang And <laughs> Dang Yeah I mean I've never bought into Mac Miller. I think it was the first time yeah. I was introduced to him was an ex girlfriend of mine saying like, "I love this song," and it was, <laughs> it was "Wear My Hat," and it's it just, just like audio of the podcast. Over no, here. but you're just like, "I'm oh, dating a moron," like because <laughs> it's <a> fucking. <laughs> was that how it song, ended? Like. Was that the end? No, unfortunately, it wasn't. No, but um. <laughs> But yeah, and like, I mean, I can't buy Mac Miller. I, I can't take anything he does seriously. <laughs> especially not available in the
2: shops. <laughs> just 25 CDs that you order at three in the morning on some ad. No, yeah? but,
0: no, but especially now that he's, like, I don't know, taking on this sort of, like, semi-serious.
1: Yeah, this is the thing. He kind of arrived as the frat boy rapper, didn't he? And he's yeah. had this, you know, he's, as you say, he's kind of, I think he's gotten sober as a lot of rappers seem to be doing of late and he's kind of this is his mature direction at 23 and yeah I've never bought into him hugely myself he's been massively hyped for ages but I can buy into this just because Anderson Pack is on it and
0: his voice is so insanely good he's, i mean what yeah, a year yeah, he's yeah, having yeah. as well i was saying he's, he's getting towards that kind of Midas touch sort of territory yeah.
2: right now isn't he big time uh, i i think without him the song doesn't really stand on its own and but with him it's so enjoyable It's really just kind of, you know, that kind of elasticity as well. We've kind of mentioned about songs that just pull you in and grab you. Um, yeah I mean like all four songs this week kind of have that I think they all kind of have very yeah, summer kind, a of lot, kind of uniting them yeah. and, they're the just re- sound, and especially easy the- listening I know it sounds like the worst thing to ever say but like that's what this is it's just real like you know just chill out listen to these songs have a good time you could definitely shove them in your me sweatpants a- have a beer and your sweatpants. <laughs> 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 have on the tweets workshop and some tweets Stuff, like, uh, <laughs> you guys are a good focus group to have uh, anyway, Cullen, you're going to say. We'll sorry. take that as a compliment. Uh, but no, what I was going to say actually is Pam that. of my hand. Sonically, listeners.
0: at least, this this track could sit on Malibu.
2: Absolutely. Like, yeah.
0: Yep. I mean, his touch it's is all over. Such Anderson Peak sound that. Yeah, I, I was stunned actually not to see his credits not all over the track Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not him in production. But it,
1: it also, not to ruin the track for you guys, but it sounds a bit like M. People. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah don't look any further it sounds really like that song like they're more chilled out stuff kind of brought me back to the 90s but not in a horrible way
2: uh, that's yeah. I didn't need to hear that no one needed to hear that I feel like you've I'm ruined sorry. this song they won a Mercury Jesus Christ okay yeah well there you go that, <laughs> there you go. Is, the, that is the towering standards uh, Anderson Paik incidentally features on the top 25 head stuff albums of the year so far uh, and I think he's also on, he is on the uh, top 30 Headstuff tracks of the year so far that went up on Headstuff Music last week. Um, both have playlists as well for you to enjoy, although I must confess that the album one does not have Beyonce on there because she's on Tidal. And we tried, we we sent Craig in as an envoy, just wasn't happening. No. But uh, you should just check those out. There's it. lots of really, really good stuff. It was kind of a hive mind of Headstuff contributors on there, so there's lots of stuff I hadn't even heard before. Um, and I think it's definitely a reflection that we're having a very solid year for music, Uh, We've talked about albums coming into the second half of the year and what will kind of stand tall at the end of the year. We wonder if this long-awaited debut from Dublin Outfit All Twins will be there. Have a listen to what they sound like, and we'll talk to you after this. So that's "Thank You" by All Twins, the duo of Lara Kay and Connor Adams. So the album is called. It's called All
1: Twins. I, that, I, I don't understand. It's clearly. It, it looks to me I I V V. So it could be like an orthodox eight in you know Roman numerals. Yeah, really Just bad <laughs> Roman numerals. Yeah. Unorthodox. R- 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 okay. R- r- there was
0: breakaways. r one four 1- 4- five.
1: Yes, yeah, uh, many meanings, but apparently it's just to do with the graphics in so this it's is essentially so self-titled, 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 I believe,
2: yes. Right, okay. Now, we've mentioned four long-awaited. Uh, obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, um, this coupling, so to speak, is the kind of... <laughs> There's a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. It's a real <laughs> phoenix from the Flames jobs here, in as much as one half of the band used to front the cast of Cheers, and one half used to be in Adebisi Shank, the sorely missed, sorely departed Adebisi Shank. May they rest in peace. Phenomenal band. Amazing. And this is the new way for them. Thank you. The track that we heard there came out about a year and a half ago. Like I mean, this has been a long time coming. And this is the major label debut. There's been a lot of hype around this band. They've won a lot of praise for festival turns and that kind of thing. You know, we've kind of heard a lot of the album before it's come out. And ten tracks, which I quite enjoy. Good, Good job there. How do we feel about this, and how do we feel as well, coming in with that kind of backstory? Well, first of all, I
1: just think they missed a trick by not calling the band the cast of Frasier, which would have been amazing. (laughs) That would have been good. Um, They talked, you know, when they formed this band, about initially getting together and doing stuff they were already doing, just kind of big guitars, and in default mode, they decided, they kind of said, what are we doing, we should really kind of, you know... Break out the synths and try something new, and they've kind of gone synth pop. They've, you know, their talk around this has been that pop isn't a dirty word. Um, so yeah, it kind of sounds like in these ten songs because it's it's quite you know mainstream, big choruses, um, lots of synths. I mean, the likes of Thank You, when you get tracks like that, it works really well. You've got these, you know, bass lines that sound straight out of a kind of Cure classic, like that New, York, New Order vibe, maybe uh, hooky kind of bass line. It's a very strong song. There's other numbers here that you can just, I mean, saw them at Longitude and they went down a storm, really did, uh, drew a huge crowd. I know they've played with Foles as well and a lot of this record kind of sounds quite a lot like Foles, I think, so they probably did great with that crowd down at the marquee. Um, but on record... Maybe it just felt like it was it was missing some personality for me. Um, I don't know what you think. Dave?
2: A couple of things that you said there. For starters, the pop is not a dirty word thing. Absolutely, it isn't. And uh, for some people, you know, some people stay in their teens and they 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 they, they, they won't get involved with pop. I think pop is glorious and I've even quite recently someone kinda of reacted to the head stuff tracks and albums of the year and they called it Ariana Grande and was like, you know, I'm not gonna listen to this manufactured focus group um crap basically and I was like, well I don't understand the problem with that. If you've After ever, you workshop yeah, to respond to Every if you've ever laughed at a joke in The Simpsons, you you know, you, or, or you gone to see a mainstream movie, a Batman movie whatever you know like I I don't see the problem with that kind of thing. If the end product is great, well then who cares? Yeah. No Ariana Grande albums is, is really, really good Couple of great songs on there. She's obviously got the pipes. We know this. Um, as regards all twins, uh, you mentioned Folds there. To me, this is Diet Folds, and I'm not a fan of Folds at all. This, outside of Thank You, for me, is a bit of a dud. Uh, I think Thank You is a great song. It's also the only. Time on the album, I think that they show any kind of depth and substance in the lyrics. You can look at there's a darkness, there's a darkness in those lyrics. There's some teeth there, uh, a little bit of venom, and definitely a lot of ambiguity. The rest of this record to me is just ticking boxes. And you know, clearly sonically they're inventive, but it's nothing we haven't really heard before. It's quite straightforward. I kind of feel like uh, the singer needs to stop listening to Peter Gabriel. And well, he shouldn't stop listening to Peter Gabriel. Well, Peter Gabriel's no great. We yeah. Well, you know what I mean. But I mean, for me, no, this is an unremarkable record, and I wonder if it's going to be met with quite a lot of praise due to the hype and due to the kind of Irish media looking after their own thing. Uh, it's just not very interesting. I like the way that Dave finishes with that line, as I have to come in and say, "Well, I liked it."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I tried to actually keep secret the fact that I like this album from Dave until he asked me straight out yesterday when I eventually had to say, yeah, like, I quite like the album. I mean, it's not amazing. It's not excellent. It's not, I wouldn't necessarily go to great. I'd go to good. Yeah. Maybe very good at a stretch. Uh, stretch. <laughs> I have to t- pick you up, though, on the idea of ticking boxes because I, like, I at least I really don't feel that this happened here because I, I think you can always hear that. In that it's either, A, it sounds like they're painting by numbers and it's going to be a very simple and very straightforward track. We had this a couple of days ago, not on the podcast, granted, but when we were talking about the Riptide Movement's new single, (laughs) which sounds like they've sort of literally marked the points at which one of their previous hits did a certain thing, whether it's break down or pick up or have a sing-along mm. bit, and have just ticked those boxes. This never felt like that, because it's not as straightforward. Stylistically, I don't
2: I stil- think- yeah, st- sorry, stylistically, this is very different from Riptal Movement, of course, but I think it's doing the same things. I mean, like, there's nothing here where you There was like, no moments, really, on this where I thought, well, that's a kind of... They've taken me no somewhere diversions. totally different There's here, no diversions. Yeah. All, the, all the tracks do the same thing, and then they... Like, it's very paint-by-numbers. I don't think... You see, I don't think it's paint by numbers. I think, A, there's way too much going on to
0: be paint by numbers. I think that when you listen to some of the sort of, you know, more uh, contrived guitar lines in here, some of the kind of bass that drives some some of the songs, some of the little synth melodies going on, I mean, I thought, like, you know, there's a talking heads feel from a song like End of the Day. Um, I think Unbelievable. Okay, granted, like, it's, it's destined for a TV ad. And it it sounds that <laughs> I way. I couldn't. I you know I have no truck with that song. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, But but again, I I I don't see how you could say that it was you know that sort of. Um,
2: I guess yeah, that paint by numbers sort but of. But these, th- these are songs. These are these songs are written for the radio. Yeah. sure, absolutely. But you know what? Even Darkest Ocean, which has one of the cringiest lyrics of the year, in you know, do yourself a fucking favor. Everything he says, that, I just fucking Jesus Christ. But I mean, yeah, no, like like, there's nothing here that is outside the box. It's, granted, it doesn't sound like everything you're going to hear on the radio, but it fits into that palette like a fucking velvet glove, man. Sure, I mean, I don't know if there's anything necessarily wrong with that. No, 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 I, I, yeah, I, absolutely not. As we've just said, I have mm. all the time in the world for pop music. I really, really do. But I want it to do more than what this is doing.
0: You see, yeah, I don't know. I, for me, anyway, I just, I guess I just don't buy into the same cynicism that you've
2: heard from it. I don't think it's cynicism. And, I mean, like, it's, it's more a case of, like... And to be fair, like, I don't hate this or anything. I don't think it's bad. Like, I I don't think it's, you know, like, substandard, really. I mean, I just think it's, I won't celebrate mediocrity. I guess what I'm saying is that I feel as though this has
0: not been sort of inorganically made for radio as in that they came in and said right what will get played here. No, I think we, I think we can was, all agree on that. I that, think that this
1: was, wasn't workshopped to death. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I
0: I I think this I think this was organic in that, you know, like you say I think they their did aim was true. Yeah, th- yeah, think, yeah, their aim was true. I think true, these I songs guess. are written
2: to be played live and that's totally fine. I mean, apparently they were going for anthems, but I think that's where com- I think is. it comes
1: back maybe quite a bit to what you said about lyrically it was just so vague and wishy-washy that it felt a bit like I don't know.
2: Lyrically, there was no lyrically. stamp of personality there. I didn't get any huge amount of substance. Yeah. From Thank the you songs. was the only time that I kind of thought, oh, this guy's interesting. Like there's there's a bitterness there, dressed up in this really kind of upbeat up tempo pop song that you can, have, that you can kind of like go out and have a jog to. And then the rest of the tracks are just like you could be singing about the phone book, man. We've praised
1: um, Lost in Her Heavens record. And that was going for the same kind of things these guys were going for, I feel, and probably with the same, you know, intent and, you know, big kind of anthemic, uh, quite a lot of joy, but also kind of life affirming. But with them, there was just an undercurrent of maybe a little weirdness, maybe just a feeling that they had something to say. I mean, even if you go back to someone like Empire Empire of the Sun, I mean, they had that kind of slightly weird thing that made those songs not be totally cookie-cutter, and I just feel like there isn't...
2: I'm not getting anything an from this, yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. There's no undercurrent here apart from that one song, for me, personally. Cullum?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think musically there's enough of an undercurrent, at least in certain tracks, like... Um you know whether it's kind of glitchy guitar, which obviously Lar has kind well, of specialized. in yeah. I mean, in he is fantastic,
1: in and Absolutely. there's stuff going yeah. on underneath. Yeah, that you just think, okay, sonically, yes, that's very interesting. And I think there's... a lot of the time, though, I was then thinking that sounds a bit like the Shank. I'm just going to go listen to out of Easy Shank. Well, it should be
0: yeah, it should <laughs> be thrown in here as a kind of a penalty flag that yeah, you guys would probably both have listened to this album gone going. God, I wish Lara would have just made another. Oh God, yeah, out. absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah, And fair
2: enough, that might, but that wasn't necessary. Like where I was, like, well, oh, sure, I'm approaching it with that as a like a minus one star already or anything. But it's more a case of they were an excellent band. And to be fair, look, I mean, like, look, they made three great albums, and clearly, for uh, probably very valid and organic reasons, they're no longer around. Same with of is a band that I have a lot less love for, and that's fine. I mean, like, 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 I wanted this record to be great. Uh, and i hold music uh, to a very high standard and i hold irish music to a very high standard as well um i i you know not not to be all like oh hey twitter but like i i put up a tweet yesterday which was i just said basically like you know that there's so much good and innovative irish music out at the moment that the middle of the road dreck is standing out a lot more and I wasn't referring to All Twins there. I was actually referring to that Riptide Movement song mm-hmm. because that Riptide Movement song is just so fucking bland. And like oh, it's, yeah. as you said, it's basically, you know, their, their breakout single all works out, but like slowed down a bit. And it's ticking those same boxes. And I wouldn't include All Twins in the in that kind of, you know, snarky little subtweet that I put mm-hmm. out there because I feel like these guys have a lot more chops about them. And I feel like that that's why I think I should be kind of, you know, coming down hard on this record because it should have been a lot better than it is there's no real reason why it shouldn't be they're clearly very very talented and ultimately I think it's just a real disappointment
0: yeah I don't know I mean like look it definitely has its duds um, I thought too much silence when those last tracks mm, just yeah. Yeah,
2: oh, I hate his vocal in that. There's, th- Jesus, there's, there's also a I song feel like the, that, Yeah, sorry, I was
1: going to say the record started off quite strongly actually. Yeah, it book was is the front loaded. Book yeah, is the first track into thank and you, and it just as it went They're on, really good together. Yeah.
0: Sorry, yeah, to and, and I think is, is it track three is the call. Either way, I was, and it was just this bizarre moment. I was listening to it walking the other day, as an articulated truck walked by and kind of drowned out a lot of the low end, just the way he was blowing the wind in my ears and. Once you remove, like, so much of, like, the kind of synths and the substance yeah. from it, it just sounds like, it sounds like something the Riptide movement would do. Sorry, a truck. Line wa- were the first band that actually jumped into my head. It sounds like one of those sort of simple soft rock riffs. Yeah. That's just been beefed up, I Can guess. Can I just
2: say a, a, a truck walked by? Was it Optimus Prime, was it? A <laughs> <laughs> truck drove by, I guess, Dave. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, th- there's a lot of Optimus bands. Prime reference, that's all. That's all I wanted. <laughs>
1: You know, they've talked about their 80s influences and kind of some really interesting things that fed into making the music over the last couple of years that they've been working together. But you just can't really hear that. It sounds like, of the now, just like what a lot of other bands are doing. Um, yeah, so. we
0: we'll go for scores. Swing
2: and a miss. I'm going to go
0: 6 out of 10. 4 out of 10. I'm going to go 6.5.
2: Okay. That's fair enough. Seems reasonable. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. else? Well, uh, we I guess to? D- we'll never get them on the podcast now, but uh, that's a shame. <laughs> we'll give <you> this, this. <laughs> what else can you listen to this week? Plenty. Uh, like, obviously the day after we record this, there's... Don't. <laughs> don't. There's a couple of albums going to be out that we know for definite. Jay Paul might drop something. <laughs> 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 Trent Reznor might finally unleash that Nine Inch Nails record. Um, no. There, okay, there's one album that we've discussed that hopefully will, will, will be available. But if not... Uh, here's two that you should check out obviously Wild Beasts which we discussed last week uh, and as a matter of fact like ratings are strange I mean I always find that they're they're in a state of flux for example I gave that Wild Beast album 8.5 out of 10 last week I kind of wanted to lower that to an 8 but that's no big deal like it's a great record I, I think it's fantastic George Morhan's review on Headstuff is a great read check that out so Wild Beasts Boy King And uh, the aforementioned 65 Days of Static, their No Man's Sky Music for an Infinite Universe record is out now. It is both a soundtrack to the game No Man's Sky and very much a 65 record in its own right. It has all of their kind of wonderful touches that they particularly tapped into on 2013's Wild Light, which is one of my favourite records of the last few years. Uh, They're a fabulous, fabulous band. There's very people out there like them. And if you like instrumental music with lots of innovation, give that a go. They're a great band. Check them out.
0: I would also give a shout out to the Dinosaur Junior record, which is coming out or has has just come out. I think um, it's give a glimpse of what you're not. It's good, yeah, yeah. It's I'm very good. It, it's it's got a lot more it. to do with uh, kind of Jay Mask's solo stuff, okay, than early Dinosaur Junior. Which, per, to be perfectly honest, when I listened to it, was a huge relief. I'd put it on and I was like. I really couldn't handle a Dinosaur Jr. album at full throttle right now. Yeah, 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 And no, it's actually a lot more melodic. It's a lot more of that sort of, you know, kind of indie pop feel, I guess.
2: No encore joke machine Zara Hederman has described this album as beige. Really? <sighs> beige. That was the word she used. Maybe now, she was in a different mood I've only given it one spin So
0: maybe I'll come back next week And disagree But uh, You guys can fight about it For right now Yeah I feel good And also <laughs> <I> yeah, <laughs> <I> feel, <laughs> <I> feel good <laughs> well, no, I've also seen Zara So you know If we're going to fight about would. it I feel good about that as well <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh fuck <laughs> I'm six foot two and fifteen stone And there's two woman. of going to beat up a small one. Yeah <laughs>
1: I am the Winkle Boy. Problematic. Um, I'm listening to a record that almost certainly is not beige. Um, Schoolboy Q's record. I know mm-hmm. Colton, you're a massive fan. Yeah. Blank Face LP. I mean, he's really stepped up in a huge way. It's a big West Coast record. Um, and it sounds like, you know, it's just kind of grimy, easy E, kind of doom laden greatness, it's brilliant. There's some other interesting stuff, Cass McCombs is coming back, Uh, he just released a new song, um, Medusa's Outhouse, Um, he's a brilliant guy I mean, I have a lot of love for his stuff, County Line is one of the best songs of the decade, so check that out it's great, and Ariana Grande stuck up two new songs on her SoundCloud I just want to read out a SoundCloud address because it's amazing, it's soundcloud.com forward slash Ariana Grande for real I don't know why I can't get my own link but okay <laughs> it's brilliant <laughs> um, so yeah voodoo, she's having. voodoo Love and it's just a nice summer jam which I've been saying way too much this summer but it's cool and uh, by
0: the way just looking way into the future um, Wallace Bird's new album fell across my desk oh excellent i.e. stole it uh, <laughs> from from someone else's desk uh, yeah excellent that's not out until September but I certainly want to look forward to it, and certainly it's something that we'll be talking about absolutely in the friend yeah. of
2: the show Wallace Bird fair play I'm looking forward to hearing that um, before we go for this week, of course, No Encore is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. There are very, uh, very, is that very the word I'm looking for? No, lots. I, I just kind of panicked there because there's just so much, man. There's just so much to listen to. Multiple. Multiple. That's uh, a your, multiplicity. Your brilliant brain, Craig. I, like, I've missed <laughs> it so so yeah, uh, there are shows in which the presenters don't fuck up like that, uh, like Alison Spittle's show, Garrett Farley's Fascinated, Juvenilia with Alan McGuire, and of course the Heads of Podcast itself. Get involved there on iTunes. Give our show a good rating on iTunes, and I promise to do a better job next week. Uh, as you know, if you're a listener, regular listen to the show, we play out generally, hopefully... Usually, always with a good new Irish piece of music, and that this week comes from Swords. Swords are an electronic three piece from Dublin. I actually interviewed them for Hot Press, I think for their first ever interview when they won a competition several years ago. They're very, very nice people, and they make good music. They, Imagine winning that
1: competition! And, you get to chat to Dave. Yeah, yeah, uh, they've been through a
2: <laughs> lot. Listen to the record. Congratulations, guys! Bring it in. But yeah, um, they have a new single. Their album Tidal Waves is coming out in the winter the single is called Betty Machete it's a good title and it's a good song and it sounds like this my name is Dave Hannity there uh, there will be no encore I've done it i fucked it up again my name is Dave Hannity this has been no encore for this week Craig there will be no encore thanks man (laughs) Come. this has been no encore oh guys I love you okay this is Swords and Betty Machete keep it real This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. A high-pitched, bouncy voice echoed out of the vessel. Would you like some assistance today? Christy raised one of her sculpted eyebrows. A figure climbed out of the top of the vessel and pounced to the ground. Christy's jaw dropped as she found herself staring at a giant living paperclip. The curled rod of alien steel flexed the pain and creaked like the clip. as it bounced in place. A pair of white orbs with black lenses in the middle. Eyes stared back at her dark ridges above the cameras eyebrows made a quiet sound as they raised Jesus. it looks like you're trying to write a letter would you like help Asked the alien paperclip i no thanks i was i was just doing fine i was doing just fine said Christie, looking at the symbol on her page for once he didn't say anything a small portion of her annoyance at the situation somehow turned into excitement and she got a brief thrill from having clippies in human eyes exploring her body dave no. <laughs>